Hello, good people, and welcome to this is the Brunswick Beer Collective, and this is season 13, episode 3. I rehearsed that about three times before we actually said it, which I feel like is a good sign. Uh, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. And with me is Jeffrey Chi. Morning. And this episode, we thought we'd um, run on the theme of north and very, very north. And the reason why we suggest that is because, uh, well, we were just, uh, myself and Paul, were just in a very, very northernmost beer festival. We'll be drinking beers from our good friends at Bright Brewery, which is also very north, and a really long car drive. And, Jeff, where north are you? I'm in Gothenburg, Sweden, so second largest city uh, in Sweden, just on a bit of a bit of a long weekend. It's a bank holiday in, in the UK this weekend, so I thought we'd uh, find some cheap flights and see where we could get to. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. By cheap flights, did you, uh, do we, are we talking EasyJet cheap flights or Ryanair cheap flights? That's actually British Airways cheap flights, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. That's actually good. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, like I, I don't know. I, let, let's let's not let's not go so far as to say that British Airways are good. You can't you can't unsay things once they've been said. Remember, so. we can never go back. British right. Airways, please don't listen to that. Well, compared to Ryanair, you know, exactly. anything is good. Well, especially because when you land with Ryanair, when that they sort of like yeah, we have landed, and it's kind of like a poker machine going off thing. Right. It's, it's something to celebrate when you land successfully yeah, on Ryanair. Exactly. I mean, you expect propellers. Uh, <laughs> if that <laughs> well we'd be lucky I mean you expect a bike like, you know, like, yeah like the Wright brothers I expect the Wright brothers to walk out onto the tarmac <laughs> exactly you, you, you look out from the airport and there's just a um, bunch of guys in um, like 1800s outfits and moustaches yeah exactly very steampunk but anyway you're in Gothenburg uh, tell us about the northernness of Gothenburg um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a pretty cool city. I mean, like, you know, it's uh, it's not very busy. Like, it's a relatively sort of quiet kind of place. At least it was yesterday when we were wandering around. But it, it's actually, it's you know, it's 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 on the water. There's, like, a nice um, archipelago, which we're going to kind of explore later today. But it's got actually, like, a really vibrant kind of beer scene. Like, when I looked up um, gotoborg.com before coming <laughs> over, um, there were, like, multiple articles about sort of the local craft beer scene and, like, you know, you should go to here and you should go to here and you should mm. drink this and you should drink that. So, yeah, so because um, I'm, I'm still sort of running a bit of a, a foot injury at the moment, so we spent, you know, less time walking than I normally would and kind of, well, not more time drinking, about the same amount of time drinking, but it's sort of, you know, we sort of, you know, went to fewer places and explored them in, in, a, in a bit more detail. But kind of mm. there's this, um, this sort of neighbourhood called Haga, um, which has got sort of like there's kind of two main cross streets that have kind of all the bars and restaurants kind of on them. There's like a good sort of five or six kind of craft beer pubs just on like one one of the roads alone, which is which is pretty cool. So yeah, so I've been um, getting into some of the local beers. There's actually an Omnipolo um, brew pub in town as well, which I didn't get to is. yesterday, but I'm, but I'm hoping it's, it actually only opened very recently. I was surprised that they oh. haven't had one here for like about a thousand years. But yeah, apparently um, <laughs> the town was built opened. around the Omnipolo. Brewery. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what I would have assumed, but evidently not. Um, I'm, I'm not actually sure if, if Omnipolar are even from the Gothenburg area. I probably should have looked this up before um, before well, kind of starting well, down this this conversation path. Look, I'm I'm pretty certain I'm um, doing um, research for things isn't something that we do on this no, show. It's not the Brunswick Beer Collective way. Yeah, tens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, mm. that would just that, that's for a different podcast, basically. Ex- exactly. This kind of research, and pre-reading, and all that sort of thing. No, no, no uh, it's for suckers. 
Yeah, but at, the other thing I noticed actually, because when I was in um, in Norway, like beers are like super expensive. Like you know, you're talking like minimum. You know, I think it was even like ten pounds for like a pot of beer. Um, whereas like here, the beer is actually quite inexpensive. And I remember when I was in, um, I was either in Oslo or Bergen. Like there was a guy behind the bar was actually saying a lot of a lot of um, Norwegians come to Sweden to drink because it's so much cheaper here, and it kind of plays out. Unless you're drinking, you know, super rare. Limited batch imported stuff like the beer price is actually quite reasonable, which which was quite nice. That's I, why is it that Norway is so expensive? I guess it's like because they've had you know oil money for so long, so their economies just run really hot, and so if people are earning a lot of money, then stuff just becomes expensive. Like so, mm. I, I'm just going to simplistically put that out there. It's probably <laughs> it, it may or may not be the reason, but it sounds it sounds sensible. The uh, economic reasons. That's one of those things, and everyone yeah. just says Norway is expensive. So then they're like, well, we have to make sure we continue to be expensive, mm, or else mm. it's going to, yeah. people are going to be disappointed if they come yeah. here and things are cheap. Yeah, if, if Norway is suddenly well, cheap, you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, it's kind of like, because um, Japan was always the one which everyone kind of said was expensive, and it was mm. in like 1987. It's not mm. now. Because, you know, when you have no inflation for 30 years, it's, one, <laughs> it's amazing what that would do for the price of <laughs> stuff. Well, I mean, the annoying part is that... The Brunswick Economics Collective, welcome. <laughs> the, 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 the BEC. Of course, if right. you're in your part of the world, Turkey's where you should be going to, yes. isn't it? The yeah, well, that's right. That's I, right. Things are probably quite cheap over there for uh, for non-Turkish people right now. Has anyone of... Uh, are there any famous Turkish uh, well, well, I went to Istanbul in 2015 and... I couldn't find any craft beer, but there were craft beer places. There were a few breweries that had started up relatively recently, so mm. the scene was kind of just starting to kick off. So there's probably a lot, you know, that's happened in the past now. three and a half years. Mm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I went, it was, yeah, pretty much a standard commercial lager. But in general, it was a pretty cheap country. And that's when you're getting about two Australian dollars or two lira for every dollar, and now it's five to one. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so really, um, this is the right time for me to buy that property I always wanted in um, Istanbul. Yep. Or Constantinople, I'd prefer to. <laughs> <laughs> it's nobody's business but the Turks. That's right, yeah, there's that song, right? Uh, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gothenburg, what's a highlight for us? Um, well, I think I think the Omnipolo pub will be a highlight when uh, when I finally get there. But um, I did the in the interim. I went to a place called the Brewers Beer Bar, which seemed like a sensible place to go. And and it, it, actually, it isn't even a Swedish beer that I had. A beer by a brewery called Finback. They're like a micro or nano brewery out of Queens in New York, and um, they mm. made this thing called the Fat Mango, which was like a, a mango sticky rice IPA, which oh, wow. actually. <laughs> managed to pull off the it was, it was quite remarkable like can some going to remark on it like it, it kind of managed to pull off the flavor profile like like you could taste the mango you could kind of taste the coconut stuff it was actually and but it was nice. not like so sweet that you didn't want to drink like the whole glass of it so that that was probably the most interesting find otherwise yeah like a lot of like you know quintuple hopped nipa <laughs> with you know citra equinox sort of stuff kicking around all that sort of thing but um, but yeah i think that was the most interesting um, beer that i found is that the fat mango yeah, 4.17 average you got untapped. That is cool as fuck. There you go. Yeah. I've had one of their beers. It's the uh, Smooth Beats Miami. Okay. It was a coconut IPA, which I gave 4.25. Mm-hmm. So hmm, maybe we need there more beers go. from these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. 
They were the beers that were super expensive, so I suspect that's kind of your small batch, hard to get mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Look, if anyone uh, listen happens to be in New York at the moment and is uh, uh, willing to uh, like drug mule some beers back, I'd love to try some of that. Well, we might be in New York in um, May next year. Exactly. But yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, I, I feel like that beer will not be around by the time. Now there'll be even there. better beers. They'll have more time to improve. <laughs> <laughs> the fat mango too. Yeah, the new batch. Or the Berlin yeah, maybe, like you know, maybe maybe they brew the fat mango too in rice too. Ooh. Oh yes, very meta, ah. very meta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is Gothenburg, and as is always the way, the the uh, the, the best beer you find somewhere is from somewhere else. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so. We were we were in a different sort of north, which wasn't quite as north as your north. We were in Bendigo in Victoria, and uh, Paul and I. Uh, I should I should start from the start. So uh, Paul and I just um, uh, decided that finally that we were going to go to Bendigo on the Hop. Except by the, that point, it had already sold out of tickets, and that's my fault because I kept procrastinating. Yes, by the time we decided, there were still eighty tickets left. <laughs> So, we, we cocked up, and then um, and then we spent the next, I reckon, like six weeks uh, fucking about as we tried to find um, people who had spare tickets, to which we f- uh, finally got uh, one thanks to um, uh, a gentleman who had, I think, drunkenly bought a ticket? Yep, he mistakenly bought too many tickets. Yeah. Um, which is legendary. And another one by someone who won a ticket through Crafty Pint, but then was also going up there as a volunteer. Um, and that chaos ensued, but we finally got there. Yeah. And for, cool. for, well, it's such an awesome thing. Um, for those, uh, we we're, talk- uh, uh, were talking about this off air, but Bendigo on the Hop is such a unique sort of beer festival. I call it like country gaps. Um, because everything is, it's just spread across maybe, well, it must be about 10 pubs? Or? Yeah, 10, 10, 10 pubs, I mm, think. Two mm. breweries at each pub. And you just, uh, you have like 22 tokens, um, 22 breweries. You just go to each brewery. They've got a unique beer and they've got a uh, like a, you know, a standard beer. And then that you get, you know. Or you, just a unique, or just a standard beer? Yes, which ones just oh a uh, couple 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 people sold out yeah yeah which we don't quite understand but um, we did get there quite late no, no two hours late that uh, one was my fault um, uh, uh, Paul was there drinking until dawn and thus uh, well yeah I just checked my Google timeline I was a beer mash from nine thirty on Friday night until five forty five on um, Saturday morning <laughs> so, smart. at least the Maccas is open at, at least Maccas mm. is back open again at five forty five. Yes, unlike the previous week, we had to stand outside yeah, Macca's for 20 minutes, waiting for it to open. I still don't get how it closes for two hours. Just one hour, just, that, just, just to clean, just to mop the floors. And I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, except for the fact that, you know, that's just when you need it the most. And surely they can do that while it's open. I mean, there's not going to be too many people walking in between <laughs> four and five. I, I have a theory on this. I reckon it's so that they kind of kick out the homeless people for an hour so they can't kind of claim squatters' rights to the Maccas when they've kind of lived in there for <laughs> how many years in a row it is. I like that theory. Yeah, 
Um, it just it. Yeah, just I it. think it's. I think it's. I think it's solid. Like <laughs> I, I can see no no fault in the theory. Just conceptually, yep. the idea of kicking uh, kicking out hobos before they can create they claim um, <laughs> squatters' rights just cracks me up. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that's why it exists as well. So anyway, we did a proper um, normal there. Um, yes, we're at Bendigo on the Hop, and it's a really cool festival. Uh, I suggest everyone gets tickets, except for the fact there's only 2,000, and knowing our work, it'll sell it even quicker next year. Yeah, well, if you all buy tickets, uh, that we've told you to. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, yeah. word of advice, get in get in early mm. with your tickets, because, yeah, it's it's pretty much a sort of city-approved pub crawl. Yeah. Really? And everyone's just there to have a good time? There's no trouble or anything? No, everyone just seems strangely happy. I mean, there's long queues, but people don't seem to mind. Lots of of brewers there? Yeah, lots lots of brewers. Um, So we we run into Aaron Manning from Hop Nation pretty much all the time. No matter where we went, he he, was Yeah, he stalked us. Yeah, yeah. Which which is very sweet. Um, um, You know, everyone, everyone likes a good stalker, right? Yeah. I think he must have put tracking devices on us when we did the collaboration beer. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Yeah, um, you know, Hop Nation have loads of cash just for that specifically. I think. Um, but uh, I don't know, Paul. What do you reckon the highlights were? Highlights were um, handlebar was really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, had the biggest line like last year, but venue-wise, it's just a really great venue. And some guy got sick of waiting in line, so he gave us his to- one of his tokens. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So we got more beer than we um, had planned to there. And the... Um, what's the venue? I can't remember. It was like an old pub, like, slash hotel, and we had to go upstairs. Oh. I can't remember what that was called. Was it, like, the Rosemount or something like that? Yeah, the venue itself was really good. It was mm. very, like, an old Gold Rush mm. era hotel and just a really nice space. And we, we did have the distinct advantage in that. Uh, so Paul's, Paul's wife came along with us, which was really good, except for the fact that you couldn't buy wine anywhere. Um, so yeah, about half the venues just said, no, we're just not, you know, don't have the main bar open today, so yeah. you can only do the wine stuff. Which was hilariously awkward for her, but it also meant because, you know, she's very good at organising things. She had our entire itinerary solved from um, when that we left one pub to when we left the next pub to when we left the next pub. Yeah, she had tickets ripped out for us. Yeah, I had no idea like what where we were actually going. I was just like, all right, this is up to you. I will follow your lead. But yeah, but um, yeah, few the few the few of the bars did 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 operate wine like in a, in a different section, so you could sort of go to the back mm. bar and get some stuff. So there's still definitely enough for people that aren't mm. beer drinkers. Like Handlebar yeah. had. You got to try, um, thanks to Manning, actually, the mm-hmm. new their site label. Oh, yeah. It's now kicking, so they got their sour beers, but they're also starting to do some wines, mm. canned wines. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, so that's sort of a pet nat style natural mm. wine, which Lauren um, enjoyed later on that evening and quite, quite enjoyed it. Excellent. I mean, I, I feel like my other half would sort of cringe when she hears about wine and cans, but... Um, but it's the same as beer, isn't it? It makes exactly. perfect sense. Exactly. That's the problem. It's much better than a bottle with a cork. Right. Jeff, have you seen Well, I think you just... Yeah. The question is sort of, yeah, whether, they're, whether the wine that's in it is good. Like, the only wine I've had in a can has been atrocious, but I think that's more to do with the quality of the wine than to do with the concept of wine in a can. Yeah, well, same mm. when we're in um, 
Oakland. We had the Underwood wines in Cannes. Well, Lauren, yeah. Lauren had an Underwood wine in Cannes, and that was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. But uh, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, it's going to be a tough sell for a while. I think it will get there, but look, I'm looking forward to when we see wine in like giant tall boy cans. Yeah, to, to be honest, <laughs> when it will happen, actually, Just probably think about it. probably is these um you know funky natural mm. ferment minimal in, intervention wines that'll be the ones to mm, kick off the can thing because these are they are going for a younger audience they are doing experimental things that a lot of traditional winemakers don't like so that's probably the right audience to who are willing to try anything different although at the risk of going down the Brunswick wine collective route here um BWC uh what is okay so uh because you drink you uh, how much would you pour into a standard wine glass? And how many glasses of wine would you get into a can? Was it 125 mil is your sort of standard pour of wine? Yeah. So well, a can would be... I think, well, a can would be, would be three glasses, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you yeah. drink 375s, yeah. It'll work. I mean, could uh, could you imagine? That's like a... Uh, it's, it's the equivalent of... Um, in well, the it's UK, half a bottle, yeah. Yeah. It's the equivalent of in the UK where you buy like the giant... Um, Two liter bottles of uh, uh, white lightning cider. Yeah, and it's sort of like this can't get this yeah. can't it can't get be getting me drunk. It's like <laughs> it's like soft drink. It's like it's packed it, full of alcohol oh and you yes. drink it really fast. Um, but it does show solve our the Australian wine glut because mm. we seem to have so many that we turf some of it out. Yeah, what's well, it's yeah it's all it's all a very interesting world. I think you find that you know, beer world, wine world. Mm. There's certainly, there's a lot of snobbery that exists in, in both, but there's certainly a, I think I'm seeing an increasing market where people aren't aren't being that snobby about what they, you know, I am a beer drinker, I am a wine drinker, I only drink spirits. People are really just willing to try different things and just like to drink good yeah. alcohol. Which, I'm a big fan of good alcohol. Yeah. Yes, I think there's good versions of everything. If you don't like something, it's probably because you haven't found the version of it that sort of suits you rather than the entire sort of category is dead to you. Mm, yeah. Mm. It's much like the untapped check-ins where it's like, I don't really like stats, so I'm going to give this a low rating. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, is like, which is like Paul's... This is my... I'm twitching already. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you, <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you can't see it, but Paul's essentially. I'm about to flip the table. Yeah, yeah the, there's like mark, there's like um, claw marks almost in the table <laughs> yeah. now that I don't think anyone's ever seen before. Yeah, but, I mean it's it's uh, got dark. Get him here. started. I know, I know. <laughs> um, he's hulking up here. So, I think that's been our northern adventures. Um, that uh, pretty soon we're going to jump over and drink some beer from Bright, but. Um, Jeff, uh, what's uh, are you back in the UK next week? Yeah, so I get back to the UK uh, Monday night, and then I'm back in Melbourne about a week and a half after that. So I think I'm back on like Saturday, the eighth of September, or something like that. But I'll be um, hopefully aiming to kind of hit the beer mile again before I head off. So we'll see if there's anything new, cool uh, down around there. And um, there's also I don't know if I've I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there's um there's a new Brewdog pub in London, which it, it's it's like it's I think it's literally the biggest pub I've ever seen. It, it takes up an entire block, like the front of it. I'm not kidding. Like it's like normally I'd be exaggerated, but it, it literally takes up the entire block. Like look it up, Brewdog Tower Hill. This is a gigantic fuck off pub. But yeah, it's, is, but it's it's actually quite good as well. Is London just brew Brewdog pubs now? Yeah, 
Brewdog really worries me uh, these days. It's getting there. I, I think they own the Draft House franchise as well. Someone was telling me this. So, um, yeah, it, it could well be that, you know, all craft beer pubs will be Brewdog pubs yeah. in London. You know, like in so, London, you no longer go to the pub, you go to the Brewdog. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It does really worry me because they yeah, still act like they're indie. Um, oh, so it is that entire that building. Glad for yep. that Zurich building. Yep. Wow, that is a big space. Well, that is a very big <laughs> space. Jesus. Um, underdogs no more. Um, all right. Uh, that's yeah. That's mildly frightening. Um, on that note, we should move on to less frightening things and have some nice beers from Bright. Uh, Jeff, we will leave you to go off and um, take a kayak through some sort of Thank you. river. Fjords. Fjords. Do you call them fjords in Sweden? Are they fjords there? Uh, I think there are fjords, but this is, yeah, so this is more like around islands and stuff, I think. There's sort of this bit okay. to kind of the southwest of Gothenburg where there's, yeah, there's an archipelago and there's just a you kayak around in there. I think that's that's the that's the general <laughs> plan. We'll, we'll try and, we're basically, try, basically trying to not die, I think, is, is pretty much the aim of the exercise. Yeah, it's a good plan. I th- yeah, I, I think that should yeah. be a plan in almost everything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that plan. Yeah. Um, are you, do you get to drink on there? I very much doubt you get to drink while you're on the kayak. Yeah, probably. But there, I'm sure there will be places to drink down there. <laughs> um, this sounds like awesome chaos, man. Um, good luck with your British Airways flight. Um, yes. Thank you. Um, it could be worse. It could be Ryan. And we will talk to you next week, man. Have fun. All right. See you guys. See Enjoy. You Thanks, mate. See, see ya. And we're back. And we're back with beer. And these beers, I'll let Paul describe them, but these beers come from our good friend James at Bright Brewery, who is sadly moving on to different, a much well, fancier role somewhere in... Yeah, different yeah. industry. Yeah, um, so. which which is very sad. And, you know, on a very personal note, um, I think we will all definitely... Um, there's there's no one quite like James. And it'll be very sad to see him um, move, uh, moving on and doing, using his talents in some way that doesn't involve beer. Yes, because we like beer. Exactly. It's a good um, industry to be in. Yeah, he's a very good man. The next people are very lucky. In the meantime, Paul, what are we drinking? Yes, so... We were sent... So Bright has a thing called the Bright Mash Beer Club. We are sent, long story short, you sign up and over the four times a year you get a box of 24 330ml bottles of beer delivered to you. So this will be the August mm-hmm. box. which um, It's a good month. We we're received we're from in right now, although when you hear this it won't be. Yeah, so thank you to James slash Bright... So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, very German-focused beers mm. in this lot. Series. There are a few Black Russians, which is mm. not German. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Stubborn Russians, sorry. I, I, I was going to say, but not, not without the Germans trying very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so a couple of Stubborn Russians, a couple of other interesting bits and pieces, and, yeah, these yeah, mm. German beers. So we first are trying the Dunkelweizen. 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 Which is dark... Dark water? No, Weizen isn't water. No. Oh. Oh. I know... Weizen is wheat. Don't know what oh. Dunkel is. I think it's dark. Dark wheat? Yeah. Well, actually, well, I mean, it's, it's a very amber... 
dark amber colour, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, unfortunately, from an untap point of view, mm. there is not much because these are not not all the beers, especially these ones are the specific um, mash beer club beers, so these are not widely released. So there's a total of three chickens, which is not enough to give it a rating. Right. Which is <laughs> rude. But, oh yeah, so um, according to Google Translate, Dunkel Weizen is dark wheat. It's, it's going to be right occasionally. Yeah, so odd. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get used to this. I feel like that's something that will go to my head, and I really don't need that. No. Um, okay, so very fresh. Only brewed on the second of all this. So, um, does it have does it have like a cool description? Um, yes, it says. There we go. Ba 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 ba. Discover the dark side of wheat beer. Or bright mashes your access to all the new bold experimental seasonal and sometimes weird limited release beer brews from Bright Brewery. Discover the dark side of wheat beer. Discover the dark side of wheat beers. Ah. Oddly placed exclamation mark there. Um, This traditional German-style wheat beer is laced with classic banana and clove aromas. Dunkelweizen originated in Bavaria in southern Germany, not northern Germany, and has a off-theme beer. But Germany is north. Mm. Oh, yeah, everything is north. So it fits in. Everything is north of here. I mean, if if we talked about, say, um, uh, what is that southernmost city of New Zealand? Then we'd be wrong. Christchurch? Possibly. That's quite south. Mm. Anyway. Um, then it would not be appropriate in this episode, which is no. north. But, but Uncle Weizen did not originate in Christchurch. Which is awkward for Christchurch. Um, yeah. It has sim- similarities with Hefeweizen. However, the darker malts add sweetness and caramel with coffee toffee. Add the darker malts add did, sweetness with caramel. Did car- you say coffee toffee? Coffee toffee. Caramel toffee, vanilla flavours and nutty notes. This Dunkel is part of a trio of new dark beers for the 2018 snow season, along with a Schwarzbier and a Belgian smoked porter. Ooh. That which will we get into the Schwarzbier next? Um, next, but okay. So yes, there are. I know. I see. There are three check-ins, which is very rude. Um, what are your first impressions here? Um, yeah, it smells very much like a Trudeau style mm. Dunkelweizen. It's mm. got that wheat taste about it it has the sort of mm. caramel banana the, 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 clove uh, the toffee coffee the, to- the toffee coffee it's a good name for a beer um, toffee coffee look let's be honest it's probably it probably already exists probably but um yeah no I um I quite like it I mean wheat beers were one of the original beers that kind of I guess got me into before I was drinking craft mm. before I knew craft beer was a thing when I just thought I hated beer but occasionally didn't mind drinking Asahi Super Dry. Um, international beer shop in well, wait, 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 we're not going to dig out the um, um, the Super Dry Wars, are we? No, no. It's a whole story for... Uh, <laughs> for an episode we did last season. For an season, episode we've yes. already done, yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so International Beer Shop, which no longer exists in its current form. It's now part of the Liquor Barons group. I don't trust them. But, um, Baron. Still sells independent beer. So um, I'll have to check that out next time in Perth, see what changes have been made. Mm-hmm. But they stocked a lot of the... Um, uh, I kind of not remember the brewery now, but they are one of the German breweries that does a lot of wheat beers. And there was actually one that had sort of more pronounced banana flavours than mm-hmm. the usual ones. 
and they I remember they just blew my mind. So I've always yeah I've always had an affinity to this style of beer, and, and um, I, I like this. It's it's not bad. Um, I just want to flag that uh, though there aren't many check-ins. One of the check-ins is um, from someone named Dwight T. And Dwight T is, I think, most important, although I'm sure he's important for many reasons, but most important because his profile picture is of Christopher Pine um, on public transport, looking incredibly creepy, I think. Um, that is Christopher Pine, is it not? Um, do I, yes, it is. Yes. It's just Christopher Pine, yeah, sitting on a... In a chair with the words, wee! And I think yeah. this... Uh, although, I, I will admit, <laughs> Dwight, if you are... Christopher Pine, I'm really sorry to make fun of you. It wasn't intended. Well, no, the, the background of his um, profile is um, Homer's brain, which is just like some black and white oh, yeah. know, cartoon. Black and white cows playing instruments. Good work. Where Homer's trying to think of something, so... Good work, Dwight, too. Yeah, um, I approve of... Um, I, I approve of this message. Um, so, yes. All right, uh... What do we think about this beer, then? Um, 3.5. 3.5? It's a wood drink again, straight down the line, Dunkelbarzen. It's not trying mm. to do anything more, and it is what it is. I like it. No, I totally agree. It's um, it's a 3.5. It just, it just works. Simple. So, that's 3.5 for both of us. Uh-huh. So, that's easy. That's the Brunswick Beer Collective score. I know. It's easy. Uh, and we'll um, instantly add two more check-ins to it. Yeah, well, five. almost five. Maybe that's enough to get a, get an average. Oh, there's a new beer on Untapped. Take a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> so supposedly and I have had... Did, did, I get, did I get it as well? Supposedly I've had 15 different Dunkel visors. So now, now, now it's just rude. I, don't, I haven't got it. Um, or Lager slash Munich Dunkel. Not Munchen Dunkel. Munich Dunkel. Munich Dunkel. That seems, like, that seems wrong. Anyway, uh, we will be back with the next bit, a Schwartz bit. Now, Schwartz. Schwartz, I'm assuming Schwartz means... Black. Black. This traditional German-style dark lager was made with the same yeast used by one of the oldest and most famous German breweries, Weinstefan. Oh, and that's the... The beers I was just saying earlier, the wheat beers that introduced me to that style. That was the oh. Vine, Vine Stefano beers. Vine Stefano. Yes. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Obviously, they've been doing this pretty much longer than anyone else. Um, brew to be refreshing in colder months while adding depth of character to the classic lager taste. It's a beer of the Alpine winter and forms part of it. And, yeah, we've heard the rest of mm. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, this is a Schwartz beer, which... which uh, which I didn't know was a black beer. Um, but it's, I mean, it's quite nice. The The problem is you don't actually see that many black beers. Yeah. I mean, we, we've complained about this often. The browns and the black beers don't tend to really... Um, uh, they're not, like, regulars. They just sort of they appear out of nowhere. Well, people still... I mean, to a large extent, people expect beer to be a certain colour. Mm. It's that golden, yeah, you know, lagerish colour. Or they expect it to be a stout. Yeah, if they see this, like, oh, is that going to taste like Guinness? I don't mm. want it. Yeah. It's like, well, no, actually, it's a lager. You'll probably actually really enjoy it. <laughs> but kind of like the wine in cans thing, it's just the, the colour of the beer can mm. have a... Mm. Refined kind of get to people it's a bit, you know, yeah. to drink it. People yeah. will be just 
Yeah, it's like... Not yeah. convinced. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I remember once with some um, uh, work colleagues, took them to a craft beer venue and I got uh, some you know, raspberry Berliner Weiss and it came out and it was just, you know, bright mm. red and they're just like it's like do you want to try it they're like uh, like two of the guys did and other two were just like nah that's nah that, that's, that's not beer like, but you might like it <laughs> people have such stigmas yeah it's, it's kind of weird but alright uh, first impressions on this um it's really smooth mm. way smoother than I expected mm. but then again you look at it and you think it's going to be a stout yeah so yeah, arguably us sort of falling for the uh mm. I mean, because I mean, it is just a lager, so there's no reason why it shouldn't be an easy drinking. No, no, it's although thankfully it doesn't taste quite like a lager. No, well, I think that's the um, that's the thing is that those darker malts add a add a complexity that you don't get out of your standard lager. No. Um, can I just flag? Uh, sadly, Bright Brewery used to do a beer called the Lord Helmet Schwartz. Lord Helmet. Yes. Which, like Helm, Helmut? Helm, Helmet. Helmet. Which is out of production now. Uh, but um, it ha- looks to have like a really cool sort of... Um, uh, uh, oh, Lord Helmet, as in from um, Spaceballs. Ah. Um, um, I'm sure they'll bring it back. But uh, it's pretty imp- entertaining. Anyway. Um, they do a lot of dark, dark beers, actually. Mm, well, it's got the Smoko Roush beer as well. I guess um, those ones have a lot more ratings. Um, yeah, what's well, um, year round, I believe. Ah, the Schwartz beer. Mm. But I guess you, exp- I think you can kind of sell dark beers when the, you're in the Alpines. Yeah. And then people just sort of go, well, that makes sense. And, you know, they are, one, their biggest market is essentially a, uh, um, like the ski season. So that makes sense. Yeah. So, Schwartz beer. Um, what are people saying? Uh, are 15, people 15, saying? 15 check-ins? Mm-hmm. What are people saying? It is averaging 3.47, which is... Here we go. So we have good old Dwight T. He just gave it 3.5. Bronwyn, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Ridges, Melbourne, 3.75. Oh, David S., um, Gave it 3.75, and he just sort of said, a tasty malt flavour. Ben M. at the brewery. Crisp German, yet a hint of Belgian chocolate. (laughs) I believe Belgian chocolate is the word you're looking for there, Chris. Uh, Ben, (laughs) sorry. Um, I wonder what path this will take me down. (laughs) Hold on, guys. There's a hint of tour about this. Um, Tour de France? I have no idea. No. Um, He gave three stars. And that was that was just quite that was quite recently. Um, when last weekend, yeah. Uh, uh, do I tell you again? Uh, Harry D at the brewery, easy drinking and smooth, three point five. But um, Stu, um, at location unknown, there's just hashtag bright mash. I like that. Good work, bright. Uh, funky oh. C, at the brewery, crisp with dark malts, a nice winter option, three point seven five. Um, and uh, there are all the comments that I can see. Although Keith Hay, Keith H, uh, full stop, did um, earn a riding, rising, riding steady level seventy two badge, which is sweet. 
Riding steady level 72. Hey. What is riding steady badge? I think it's just when you're, um, you know, you're either like on standard sort of beers for a while. Want to enjoy a day of brews but need to keep your wits sharp? There are plenty of delicious brews under 5% for you to sip on throughout the day. Oh, yeah, this is 4.9. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, what do we think about this, then? Um, I think very much like the last beer. This is a 3.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's a good example of the style. I prefer the Dunkelweizen, mm-hmm. just because that is a style that I like. But I'd say, yeah. just I actually prefer the Schwartz beer, but go. I'd still only give it 3.5 as well. I mean, that's just preference, not um, quality. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a well-made piece of work. Um, uh, it's, I think the problem with any of the old German styles is essentially that we all kind of, were, because that you know they 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 um, bring back the idea of um, like, I suppose uh, I suppose early drinking experiences then they're not necessarily as... that They seem like an old style and we don't tend to look for them as often and thus they don't make them as often. Yeah, I mean, people in craft beer heads certainly aren't into these beers as much. Mm. Well, mm. A lot of people, I should say, it's almost like a journey. People that start with craft beer, it's all, yeah. you know, I want an IPA, I need, need something that's hoppy, need something that's hoppy. And then they transition and then they do all kinds of stuff. You know, into the sours, into the hazy stuff, like all that hype stuff, but then... You know, after a certain while, you're like, well, wait a minute, actually, you know, mm. let's go back and... Mm. Yeah, these are the original craft beers, really, these yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and these are still on the... I think these are still on the the list of the whole German purity law crap. Yep. Um, so, it makes sense. I mean, you don't have to pay... Or you pay minimal tax or no tax on... Because it's basically water. Yeah, and I guess another, another reason why you probably don't see a lot of newer world breweries doing these beers is simply because you have breweries like Weinstefana mm. you know, that. that have been doing these styles, you know, pioneered the styles and have been brewing them for hundreds mm. of years. They have yeah. it down pat. Yeah, which, so, is, which is also sad, though, because it means that nobody's going to experiment because they're too frightened. So we get, like, a standard style versus a... Yeah, well, it makes you wonder if, say... And especially, say, somewhere like Berlin. Mm. Obviously, these are all beers from southern, not northern Germany, but, you know, where you've got, you know, these new sort of craft brewers that are up and coming. You've got Stone Berlin. They can't call their beers um, beers, beers because they breach the, breach the purity law, but they're doing some interesting things. I mean, is that... Is that something that's happening in Germany, or is that something that we're going to see more of? Hmm. Actual, actual interesting malt, be- alcoholic malt beverages <laughs> that uh, you know riff riff on the traditional good styles. Old, good old alcoholic malt beverages. It could be. I don't know. It's, it's got to be a thing. Like some mm. people must be doing it uh, to an extent in Germany. You, you would assume so, but when I was there, I didn't. I, I found the craft beer people. I didn't find the people taking on the style. Yeah, I mean, we have. I've got another friend over there, and he's. Like he tries, he sort of got, tries to go to craft beer events mm. and sends me things, but yeah, it's very, it's a scene very much in its infancy, mm. in big part because of what yeah. you can actually call beer, and um, because there are so many fantastic beers that you can import from yeah, neighboring countries. Um, Angela Merkel, if you're listening, um, like get in touch and let us know your thoughts on this. Um, 
I would be terrified if she got in touch. Yeah, uh, if, if, he's, if, if, he's, if she's had to um, talk to Trump as much as she has in recent yeah, in the then, past then, year, then this would probably, be, you know, yeah, this, this is, is very high for her. Oh, God, is like talking to a child. Anyway, we will finish up there. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, uh, we drank a lot of bright beers. Uh, I'm Chris Shorten. We've had Jeff G from Gothenburg. And we've got had Paul Christoph from Christoph. See you next time. And we will talk to you all next week.